Just a small warning, uh, our discussion wandered into things about insects and insect bites. So if that's sort of squeaky to you, just listener beware. So, hey, this podcast is recorded in a household with animals. Uh, there's a very anxious dog wandering around going clickety-clack, and a small orange cat asleep on top of my laptop. So, interruptions abound. The chickens are fine, they're just asleep because it's dark out. I should also mention at this juncture that we swear a lot. Indeed, and I'm going to stop looking at Twitter because that always gives me reasons to swear. And also we're recording the show. Yeah, and, and you know... Focus. Focus. Woo! Focus! Anyway, uh, so... Really the, gotta get that ADD paperwork sent in. The podcast is is marked explicit mostly because we swear a lot. Yes. And on that note, hi folks, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 134. Yay! It is, it's a letter show. It's a feedback show. All right. And I've got some good ones. I cannot wait to share. Very excited. I I don't know what it's what is happening to the microphone. I keep moving it because it's right in a place where like my eyes can't focus on it quite right, and the little black cover makes a moire pattern that looks just slightly blurry. And anyway, the point is, at its current location, the microphone resembles a migraine, and I. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Yes. So. Interesting. Um. Yes. If if my voice has changed dramatically, uh, that I'm very sorry. That's, that's, that's fine. Uh, so, uh, for my productivity, it's actually been a reasonably productive week. Uh, I am no longer on death march. Yay! I, I got through most of the things I needed to get through. I don't need to stay up until working until eight or nine o'clock in order to talk to my guys in Australia who are also working on the same project, which is kind of nice because that means that I have a little more time to myself and, and sleep and things. Well, not that much sleep, but we do what we can. Indeed. Uh, in other stuff, uh, it is, let's see, I built a worm bin and we documented that on Twitter. Yes. And yes, you are tiny and orange and complaining. And uh, really, the chickens are fine. Tater tot continues to be an absolute joy. <laughs> and a very nice break uh, in between things. Stop, take pictures of Tater Tot either before I work or when I'm picking Jacob up from school. Uh, just one of those things. And uh, all in all, I think I think we're doing okay. I think I'm doing okay. Getting everything done that needs to get done, finally. Awesome. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, mean my I'm week not tired all shit. the time. Yeah, you're, you've, you've been having a rough week. <laughs> uh, the book came out uh, Tuesday. But Monday, I discovered that Amazon had taken the had uh, got had locked in the old version, not the new version, with the typos fixed, the proofread version, because it does a thing where if you want to do pre-orders, you have to upload a version basically, and then you can upload the final. Well, I uploaded the final before the deadline, and it didn't push out for whatever reason. So I spent the night in a grim agony of, oh god, there was a duplicated last line yeah. because of a glitch with vellum and word, and you know now uh, all will shun me, and uh, I will be attacked and beaten to death with my Hugo, and um, which clearly I did not deserve because of the duplicated last line. Uh, anyway... And then Tuesday it came out, and, you know, at that point you just assume that the day is lost. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, 
And because I had been a, you know, brain triggers stress, I just kind of spent the day going, I don't know if I'm sick or if this is a hangover from stress or because it's me going, obviously I am not sick. Other people get sick. I am just lazy. I do not, you know, deserve to lay around all day. That is only just me being lazy and I am looking for excuses to be lazy. Oh, yes, because you are the laziest human being on the planet. I, I clearly am. And uh, so... If some of you are staring in in shocked recognition at the radio right now, uh, welcome to the club. Yes, <laughs> other people get to be sick. We are clearly just lazy and malingering. I, I did like the term brain chiggers versus brain weasels. Uh, some people have brain weasel. I feel more like brain chiggers. It's just constant itch, and you scratch it, and then you're fine for a little bit, and then it starts scratching again. It lasts a few days, and there's not really a cure. But everybody's got a home remedy, like try yoga, or have you tried just being happy? Um, with Or have you tried clear nail polish? Uh, and uh, none of them actually work. All you got to do is just grimly write it out. There's there's some truth to that, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a home remedy that works. Incidentally, I've had chiggers. I hate them. The only oh. uh, the only thing I can say is that uh, spray-on Benadryl provides temporary relief for approximately 10 minutes longer than cream that you rub on. It's still for only about 20 or 30 minutes. You're just fucked. Yeah. But, you yeah. Know, but the spray-on, you get like... 20 minutes longer of not being fucked. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, the uh the the one that's sort of a roll-on the the itch stick dab on thing Benadryl one. Yeah. I have a lot of luck with that one when I'm when I get like the nasty mosquito bite in the summer. Uh, that one's usually good for like 2 hours. I have not had to try it on chiggers yet. Yeah, there was just every time I go birding in Texas, I get chiggers. Yes. And uh, we should explain yeah. what chiggers are, yes, other than a vile pest that I, I tweeted oh. this uh, about this earlier today, and a lot of people were like, Excuse me, miss, but what is chiggers? Um, chiggers are a small biting insect, the larvae of which are what does the biting, God, and fuckers. they are invisible. You are not, they are so small, you're not going to see them. And what nope. they are doing, okay, I say bite. What they're actually doing, they crawl up your legs, they get into your socks because they like tight and closed spaces. Uh, the remedy is to tuck your jeans into your socks. That sort of works, but they can move a long way. Um, and once they're in your socks, you're they just... They like groins a lot. Yes, they also enjoy the groin. Um, I have been fortunate to not get groin chiggers. I've only gotten knee and foot. Uh, really fortunate. Yeah. And what they are doing is they are not, I mean, they are sort of biting you, but they are actually burrowing into your skin to try to make a little nest to live. They can't live. The minute you scratch them, you have killed them. They yep. are they are dead instantly. But uh, the, because you, you destroy their little air hole and they're so small that you're not really having, I mean, it's not like a bot fly or something growing in you, but your body is like, there is a fucking thing in me. Get it out. Get it out. Uh, reaction. Yeah. Reaction. Oh, God. It had a bite in it. It's it, something in it spit I don't like. Oh, God. Kill it. Kill it with fire. And you wake up with basically what looks like foot leprosy. And um, <laughs> the first time this happened, I had never had chiggers before. I was on a, a trip. I was birding in Texas. I was sort of itchy. And I woke up I'm like, wow, my foot is really itchy. And I turned on the light and foot leprosy. And I was like, oh, God. God, I'm dying. And then somehow, magically, something I had read once upon a time, 
the word chigger drifted across my brain and I was like, wait, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm not dying. And uh, yeah, it was chiggers. So, uh, so then I spent the entire rest of the trip accosting random strangers and going, so chiggers. And they were like, yes. I was like, what's your home remedy? And they would tell me. And then Tina and I would go and try it because she also had chiggers. And uh, yeah, the spray Benadryl is the only thing that works. Yeah, pretty much. And only for about 20 minutes. <laughs> so I, I will put a link in to, to the Wikipedia article on chiggers. Yes, I do um, not know. Um, there are things they call chiggers in uh, England and Europe. I don't know if they're the same bug. I, I don't know. But, uh, yes, our nasty little burrowing thing. Yeah. We hate them. Also, they're often called red bugs around here. Uh, The adults are large enough to see, and they are red. Yeah. But they're they're a tiny moving red, like, pinprick. And that's not what's getting you. It's all the larvae you didn't see that once you've seen the adult, you're already fucked. Uh, yeah, right up there with seed ticks, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, well, seed ticks are, uh, you're going to have to, the, what are, they're a small form of tick that nests communally, basically. Yeah. And they're not the same as, like, the Lone Star tick or whatever. I don't think they carry lime, but, wow, they're exciting. Yeah, you step in one of those, and you pull your foot out, and you don't realize you've stepped in one, and then when you go to take off your socks, you realize your foot's covered in ticks, and oh my god, the horror. And they're tiny. They're not like the big, bigger deer ticks that are, and certainly not like dog ticks. So uh, you're just like, honestly, it's one of those things where scrubbing down gets them off much more easily than pulling. So yeah, and, if you uh, can, I usually hit them with something like Ruli gel, which is camphor in an alcohol gel base that both kills them and help soothes the itch a little bit. And yes. then you just wash them off. I oh, realize yeah. this is disgusting. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Uh, we should probably warn for uh, insect bite phobia at the beginning because I know some little, people have that. A little too late for that. Can't you go back to the beginning and say, uh, yeah, we I'll, talk I'll, about okay. bug bites in this yeah, episode. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll uh, fix that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so brain sugars. Um so I spent yesterday going, maybe I'm sick, but maybe I'm not. I don't know. And I actually now, with the benefit of hindsight, think I had something going on because I I just had the, the weird body ache and the sweat and the whatnot. But it was gone in a day, so it was just like a mild malaise, I suppose. And uh or perhaps I would have been very ill, but I took the cure for what ails you. I, I engaged in my family's folk magic. Instant lemonade, hot water, vodka, and honey. Yes. Uh, but the honey, I want to point out, was from the Basilica of St. Francis, and that's what made it folk magic. Thank you, whoever sent that to us. Yes, that, uh, that definitely helped. So anyway. So anyway. <laughs> But I'm better now, I guess. I got a thousand words written. I am I am back on track for the week, more or less. A uh, little down, but not as much as I could be. Uh, my life is good, honestly. It's just book release week. Something will always go terribly wrong. Always. Never fails. However, I do have some things that went terribly right. Uh, Feedback on episodes. Okay, I hope it is, it is not... A, a, Tell me it's all, like, questions and not like you are terrible human beings. It is. There are questions and there is some praise. Okay. And there's even a piece of art to show you. Ooh! So we will get to that right after this. 
And we are back. Woo! Woo! That noise was not what you think it was. It was Ursula's seat creaking. Yes, it's the I'm on the rolly thing, and occasionally it makes um, biological noises. Like Just like that? Yes. I just don't know like if you that. can even hear that internet. Yeah. But. Uh, all right. So uh, first we had a comment from Frank, who has commented before. And... Uh, he saying he came across uh, this article on Diane Duane's Tumblr and thought we'd be interested it interested in it. I love um, Diane Duane. She's yes. awesome. Yes. Uh, let's see. It uh, it talks about where she puts stuff. Um, and by stuff, it's the question was you recently posted the link, so you didn't lose track of it. Your writing has had so much about so many topics that I'm kind of curious what your systems are, homegrown or no, that you use as a knowledge base to do tracker. Knowledge base or to do tracker. If you're willing to share that stuff, mainly many do. It's productivity porn. I love productivity porn. I love hearing how people respect, uh, how people I respect organize their thoughts, data tidbits, etc. So that was the question. And Diane wrote an absolutely gorgeous uh, article with links, no less, to all of the tools she uses. Uh, Evernote, um, Evernote, Scrivener, stuff like that, and yeah. uh, definitely uh, link to the the article. I will. On the thing. I will. Yeah. I will. Yeah, because it's, it's a, cool. a brilliant article, absolutely brilliant article. Uh, and thank you for sending that in, uh, because I do love my productivity porn. Let me tell you, I might be making it now. I'm not sure. I'm a little uh, a little concerned about that. Uh, let's let's not get too deep in the weeds. Okay. All right, now this uh, this is from someone, uh, this is from uh, Shana, who is going through old episodes. So, new listener here, this was left on uh, the uh, May Letter Show, episode 46, so that would have been May 2018? Good gravy. No um, idea, but presumably there are new listeners, so this yeah. this hasn't been waiting since, you know. No, it hasn't been waiting since it, it came in. These all came in last month. Um, new listener here, working my way through old episodes and loving the show. I was listening to this episode as background noise while doing low brain tasks at work, and I really enjoyed the story about the broody goth hen. Just as spending time with the chickens is self-care for you, Kevin, hearing fun stories about the chickens turns out to be good self-care for me. Not that you need any more podcasts to make, but if you wanted to do an occasional mini-sode of True Chicken Adventures, <laughs> I would totally subscribe. Until then, I'll just keep listening for more fun chicken antidotes, hen-sidotes, sprinkled among the excellent... Yeah, henecdotes, sorry. Sprinkled among the excellent productivity advice. Thanks for an awesome show. You're very welcome. Uh, we did lose our, our broody goth hen last year. But we are told that Tater Tot is likely to go extremely broody. Yeah, Tater Tot is our very young uh, Bantam Cochin, buff Cochin. So she is, uh, and you can see pictures of her on Twitter occasionally. Uh, today it was her standing on my shoulder with her butt on my ear because that's what animals do <laughs> when they stand on my shoulders. I'm looking at you, tiny buff kitten. She really is. She a She's, yeah, she's about the color of a buff buff Orpington. Yeah, area. I mean, technically she's orange, but yeah. as these things go. Um, yeah, so we've got 12, 11 hens and two roosters right now, so... 13. 13 total. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's um, that's a lot. 
I think so. Particularly when you come in with 23 eggs. And I hadn't like... collected in a couple days. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it is it is spring laying season is upon us. So we're going to see if anybody goes broody this year with my I'm not out every single day collecting all the eggs. And at the current rate, two days worth of eggs may cause a hen to go broody. Dear God. Uh, I know little goth hen would have gone broody by now. Well, yeah, yeah, but she would go broody if, you know, you put a, a ro- an egg-shaped rock in the yard. So. Yeah, there was that. All right, and also from uh, Shana, um, episode 43 with uh, Alan Wexelblot, uh, new listener working through the back catalog, popping back to this episode to thank you for explaining Kanban in a way I can actually understand. It's not a system that works well for me, slash I need to use normally in my personal or work life, but I'm currently planning a wedding and had been getting thoroughly overwhelmed with the 70 bazillion to-dos on my checklist. Spanning things that needed to happen right now or preferably yesterday through things that cannot possibly happen until our wedding date in eight months. After listening to this episode, I joked to my fiance that we needed a Trello board or Kanban or a Trello board to Kanban this nonsense. And his programmer self was like, oh, yeah, that would work. Turns out he knows a lot about how to use this style of organizing (laughs) and really likes it. Now I feel much better about having a manageable number of tasks on my to-do column and he can actually see where we're at in the planning and what I need him to take care of. Better relationship harmony through organizational strategies. Yay! Woo! That's wonderful. Yes. And uh, congrats on the the getting married. I hope everything goes off as without a hitch as possible. Yes. And then from on this one's on episode one from Azure Jane, um, and this is in reference to my constant complaint back. At the time, about my coworkers on the West Coast who want to schedule meetings at like lunchtime. Um, one of the ways those 9 a.m. Pacific time meetings happen is some dingbat scheduler with the aforementioned obliviousness to time zones looks at the East Coast crew and says, Oh, great. Here's the one hour that absolutely everyone is free. My manager from when I was at a large maker of virtual machine wibbly wobbly bits had her lunch hour blocked off on her calendar as a defensive posture. My buddy Purple has 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Mondays blocked off to prevent someone popping a meeting in on him. His team works 10 to 6 to 6 or 7 Pacific time. Wow. Yeah, I can see having to block off your lunch as daily personal stand up or something. Yeah, the worst part about it was. Uh, that they ignored it. Like I would have these meeting times blocked off and they would be like, Oh, here, this is the only time everyone can meet. So, and I'm like, I, but, um, these are also the same people who would schedule something for like eight or 9 PM at night when I was clearly blocked off as being off work, but that's neither here nor there. I don't work there anymore. Woo. Neener, neener. <laughs> All right. Uh, episode 131 with, J.R. Blackwell, Laura, who a, a former guest of the show, um, thank you for another awesome conversation and for putting a name to the bag I need to get. I had no idea they were called engineer's bags. Ah, yes. My black assault backpack is sturdy and has a pocket for everything, but it does tend to raise an eyebrow or two sometimes. By the way, I would totally listen to a bag podcast. <laughs> need to have you guys just need to do like a, a yearly the bag episode where you just geek out about bags. Yeah, we do. Also, I'm I'm overdue talking to uh, doing a a Kevin and Dino talk shit. <laughs> so I need to email Dino now that everything's sort of settled after the end of the year and 
this projects and, and start setting up a time. Uh, see, Dino, I haven't forgotten about you. It's just been a little crazy, a little crazy. Uh, let's see a letter from, uh, Dana Frederick, who was also a guest on the episode about, uh, the Jadzia Axelrod episode. Um, Hope this week is going great, and you're both nicely nestled into your respective beautiful ruts. I'm <laughs> writing regarding the Jadzia Axelrod episode. One, I heart Jadzia's energy and specifically her outlook on celebrating small victories. I completely second this because I feel like people don't do this nearly enough. I feel like if people don't celebrate small victories as well as large ones, they'll hardly celebrate at all, and that's a real shame. Celebrate more for yourselves, friends. <laughs> um, We're always – how do you celebrate accomplishing something and people panic and, like, deer in the headlights? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, two, I also cannot tell you all how, how much uh, I heart her advice on learning during the creation journey is helping me. I've only ever done indie books, and I'm working on something I hope to submit for traditional publishing, and I hate to not knowing if anything will ever come of this book and all the effort I'm pouring into it. I like knowing where I'm going to end up, so I'm reminding myself of Jadzia's words whenever I start to feel overwhelmed by the uncertainty of not knowing. I've listened to the episode twice already. Aww. Wow. Um, three, this question is for Ursula. When you were talking about Vellum and its weirdness with figuring out where new chapter breaks should go, you said you'd sent Minor Mage to the publisher without chapter breaks, and I have to know, do you send your books to editors without chapter breaks? And if so, I'm curious to know how your editors feel about that. I've always sent my books to editors with the chapter breaks already in and haven't heard of doing it any other way, and I'm curious if there's a reason you do that bit the way you do. <laughs> Chapter breaks are like the last thing I add, so I just send off the manuscript, and I know there are never any chapter breaks in it, and then we do the edits, you know, because I don't know what's going to come out. I don't want to, like, okay, no, I just don't think in chapters, and uh, then at some point, usually about the editor will send it back to me with the note, now, it's about now we need to start having chapters, and then I will grimly go through and add chapter breaks, or if I'm self-publishing, I will do it in vellum and be like, hey, I guess a chapter goes here, and I try to break it up mostly by word count and, you know, so that you don't get a whole bunch of 3,000-word chapters and then 400-word chapters. And, uh, but no, I, I, I never send it to the editor with chapter breaks. Look, at this point, my editors are lucky if there's words in the fucking manuscript. <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, I The thing is, how can I explain this? What I do is possibly not best practices. And uh, well, You had to do that while I was drinking something. <laughs> Sorry. Give me for a minute. Kevin, Keep going. Kevin probably nearly painted his monitor with soda there. Oh. Uh Kevin, are you implying that perhaps <laughs> there may be some truth to the statement? Uh, I coast by a lot on the fact that uh, I am cheerfully oblivious and I'm also, in all modesty, good at what I do. And my editors forgive a lot <laughs> because I am good at what I do. Uh, and if they ask for chapters, I put them in. It's just, no, it's it's not a thing I ever think of as important. Um, I did have one editor say, we thought you just didn't want chapters. And I was like, 
that's an interesting take. And my agent was like, didn't what did what that doesn't make it you know there was the we we sort of sputtered at each other a bit uh yeah um that said my synopses also tend to be uh idiosyncratic yeah. as in yeah you know i all my friends like i've written a book proposal and i don't know if they'll like it and i'm like i wrote twenty thousand words and then a paragraph that said i don't know stuff happens everybody wins and then they give me money uh so (laughs) p.s in a past career life, it was my job to create technical manuals with a hyperlink table of contents and chapter breaks and an external uh, hyperlink. This is from the letter, by the yeah, way. Not and all that. that fiddly insanity. I find Microsoft Word to be easiest for that, probably just because of hours upon hours of experience. There's a lot to be said about what you're used to. So if you ever want to try it in Word and want some tips, I'm happy to share. As always, thank you both for this great podcast. You're both awesome. Um, Thank you. Yay. Yay! Uh yeah, I uh, I the chapters tend to be like one of the very last things I do. I don't know why. That's that's an interesting question that probably just comes down to I do them last cuz that's what I do. I know some people write in chapters and are like I just wrote a chapter and I'm like go you. Uh right. <laughs> that's I'm like I've written a thousand words. So that's a third of a chapter, maybe, or maybe it's a whole chapter. I don't know. We'll find out, won't we? Look, I think one of the best chapters ever written was the chapter about, and it was an incredibly short, it was like a page and a half in So Long and Thanks for All the Fish. And it's the one that ended, uh, it was just before, I guess, just after Fenchurch discovered Arthur Dent could fly by falling and then just forgetting to land. And it 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 was this short, incredibly philosophical piece that ended with the sentence, I believe quite literally, in short, does he fuck? And it was a brilliant piece of writing leading up to this punchline, and I don't think it was a thousand words. One of my favorite chapters uh, in, and uh, this was in a Star Trek novel, The Great How Much for Just the Planet by the late lamented John Ford, who did a whole bunch of things in this Star Trek novel that, after it was published, the nice people at Paramount wrote into the Bible could not be done in Star (laughs) Trek novels, uh, which was a damn shame, but one of his genius chapters it's it's uh it's Dr. Wally's Kitchen of Wonders and it's basically a a Mr. Wizard uh film strip narration but uh oh about God. dilithium crystals and it's <laughs> and I still remember it was maybe 3 4 pages along and uh, had sort of sound effects and italics and there was you know the what we've learned about 
Dilithium is that it extends not in three dimensions, but in four. Did you say four? Yes, that's right. <laughs> so the question is, you know, you, hit, you don't just have to hit it with a hammer. You have to hit it with a hammer yesterday and today and a week from Tuesday. And because now I made a note, I hit this dilithium crystal a week ago and now I'm going to hit it. And people always ask me, what if you don't hit the crystal now? And I say, I'm a scientist, not a philosopher. And I hit the crystal, you know. Wow, that's amazing, Dr. Wally. Yes, it is. And this also shows why you shouldn't do this with any dilithium crystals you have lying around at home. That man will recover because he got prompt medical attention. <laughs> <laughs> you can see why Paramount decided to crack down on this. But this chapter has stayed with me to the point where I can recite paragraphs 20, 30 years later. Oh, my God. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. carrying on. Okay. Uh, former guest. I've got a lot of form letters from former guests this week. Um, Damien Ryan wrote in about our, our my last episode uh, with Michelle Wexelblot. Yes, uh, the she was also on episode forty two, uh, and her husband Alan. We just talked about on forty three. Um, love this episode. The connection between concussion and burnout rings very true. I have recently underground undergone a couple of big changes for responsibility. I refuse to call them promotions. And by the end of last year, I was convinced I'd done permanent physical to my squishy gray matter. Uh, after a week of recovery, thanks Christmas, I'm determined to not get there again. Thanks for sharing Michelle and hope the recovery continues. Look, I, I honestly said that, uh, my, my first round of burnout, a huge round before we met, uh, I did some permanent damage to how my brain functions. It doesn't sort out. It doesn't understand non-stress situations the way it did. And I think I talked about that some in the episode with, with Michelle as well. And so that's a, a thing to keep in mind. It's mm -hmm. I, as, as many people have said, and we'll say again, um, stress, uh, particularly prolonged and, uh, uh, Stress over time rewires your your brain. It's, oh, yeah. The chemical pathways literally change, and it uh, particular you get uh, uh, if kids who are raised in high stress households. Oh yeah, uh, are y y your brain learns that is normal and that is how you cope and hypervigilance and all of those. And and the thing is, in defense of the brain, at the time they're right. Oh, yeah. The brain is doing its best for you. It is trying to save you. It was on your side. It's just that, you know, uh, it, it doesn't work later on and things are broken then. Yeah. So yeah. there's the, the uh, yeah, stuff, wire, stuff gets rewired and it doesn't unwire easily or sometimes ever. Yeah. Uh, and also Michelle uh, wrote a response to Damien. You can see that on the comment section of the website oh that's lovely yes all right now from ag uh wolf uh amber gale uh this painting the original at least is apparently i think one of a series named life in the ditch and i thought it was funny and ursula needed to see it for a laugh i will be linking to this painting yeah it's it's hard to do paintings on uh, right, online. right but here we go uh ditch one realization 
Um, this is the Walter Anderson shop. So there you go. And it's a lovely black and white piece with, I see a bird and a turtle and flowers. And see, look, even if Ditches you, are lovely. if you, if you die in the ditch, think of the things you will do for the ecosystem. And I will see many beautiful bugs and perhaps lawn crayfish before I die. Well, they'll certainly see you after. You know. <laughs> you know. You know. All right. Uh, last one. Last one, a little longer. Uh, this one's from Vic Thor. Um, hey, uh, Kevin and Ursula. Um, first, very much looking forward to Paladin's Grace. Hey, it came out this week. Yes, I um, hope you enjoyed it. Yes. I've pre-ordered through Amazon, even though I will get a copy through Patreon also. Partly I shake my tiny fist. Partly because I like the interaction highlights on the Kindle, and partly because I want to see it do good on Amazon. I just reread the first three set in the world and still love them and laughed so much near the end of Sword Heart. Yay, more Zane. Yes, Zane is back. Zale. Zale. Zale is back, yes. Right, Zale is back. Uh, They are back. Next, I hope Kevin talks about his Emacs org mode use and configuration. I'm trying to use it, but it is mostly becoming sort of daily diary, which considering my memory may not be all that bad a thing. I keep the files on a flash drive to use at work and home. I know it can do more than what I'm asking of it. Um, Yeah, there's a lot in there, and I've got... Um, some things I've, I'm starting to kick around my idea for, uh, bullet journaling with Emacs org mode, uh, as an article. Uh, one of the packages I use that you may find very useful is a package called org journal, which lets you program a keystroke. And when you hit the keystroke, it brings up a file for that day. And it's got all the instructions on how to link that into the rest of the to do. So you can mark a to do, then it shows up on the to do this later, blah, blah. But it's really nice for the, oh, I can just hit a keystroke and bring up a list of notes for today, and then it's filed away as today. Uh, I will link that in the comments, or in the in the show notes, uh, using my other pen, because this one hasn't, the ink hasn't run yet. <laughs> Org journal. And there are so many packages out there for org mode to do so many different things. It's absolutely ridiculous. So yes, I am planning on writing that up. I don't know if I want to do a whole show on it because it gets into the weeds pretty heavily. Um, all right, back to Victor. Um, excuse me, kitty cat. Uh, memory example. I lived in San Francisco for about 18 months after college graduation, mid 91 to the end of 92, but I don't remember much of it. I can remember some facts, things I know happened, places I visited, but I can't remember most of the names of people I was friends with and interacted with. I didn't keep in touch after I moved, which I regret. I know I enjoyed much of my time there. Uh, okay. That's yeah, that's, that's kind of harsh. Um, so yeah, note note taking and bullet journaling and something to get it so that you don't have to rely on your brain to keep track of things. Very important in that sort of situation. Uh, next bit from the letter: Do you ris- listen to any of Relay FM's podcasts? The Pen Addict you might enjoy. Brad Dowdy and Mike Hurley talk about fountain pens and other stationary stuff. And I volunteer with the St. Louis Pen Show in June. I know. I wish I could get down to the St. Louis Pen Show. Um, I, I've not listened to this podcast. I might, uh, give it a try this upcoming week. Cause you know, a, a little something different, uh, to listen to while I work or while I'm driving. Um, mostly because I listen most 
to uh, uh, hard rock and metal when I'm driving. And sometimes when you're stuck in traffic, that may not be the best idea. May not be the best idea. What do you think? You're you're staring off into the distance. Uh, dude, you were talking about pens. I tuned out. I was thinking about yurts. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, in reference to CPAP, um, more from Vic Thor. Oh, yes, I'm back. Yes. I CPAP. use nasal pillows and the minimal pressure setting, and it has helped my sleep a lot. I have a, had a full beard when I started, so the nasal pillows were the only real option. Yeah, sad to say I got to have the uh, the full face mask. Um, I am a genuine dyed-in-the-wool mouth breather. And uh, and you don't have a beard. And I don't have a beard. It's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the nasal pillows. Uh, just uh, I open my mouth, and then there is a dreadful whistling of doom, and we don't want that. Oh so, God, no. So uh, no, yeah, no, 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 it's uh, no full face. Um, I mine is a fairly low setting, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, like the like mine is like four. And the dude that I was in the uh, the little training session with, they're like, we recommend you start at 12. And I'm like, four seems like a lot. And he puts in the nasal pillows. And then he proceeded to fall asleep <laughs> at the oh. table. <laughs> and it was like, oh, honey, you are exhausted all the time, aren't yeah. you? Uh, it, it was a good little training session. I... I enjoyed it um i tried not to break the trainer they always are like there's no question you can ask i haven't heard and i'm like sounds like a challenge (laughs) and then you ask a question they're like uh okay that's a new one yeah do you know that for whatever reason (laughs) i got a mammogram a few weeks ago oh lord and I, the question I always ask is, where is the quick release? Because my boob is being squished between two giant glass plates, and I am I am pinned. This is a vise grip. And if suddenly there is a fire or the machine malfunctions, there had better be a manual release button, or else I am now attached by the boob to a giant machine. And... Uh, the first time I went in for one, I asked this, and she stared at me, and I was like, what? <laughs> and she's like, no one ever asks this question. I'm like, they should, because if there's a fire and I'm stuck in a burning building attached to a machine by my boob, this is some serpent in the rainbow shit right here. And she's like, I don't know if she was old enough to remember the serpent in the rainbow. And she's I like, remember vividly. She's like, okay, I promise, and, and fortunately, you know, God love her. She was like, honey, I the thing is on wheels. I will take you with me. No one left behind. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Uh, I liked her. The, the, this last one, which was much faster because now they have the 3D imaging, which is like, you know, wham, bam, squish, you're done. Uh, unlike the previous one. But the, the woman's like, I'm like, okay, where are the quick releases? And she stares at me and she's like, well, there's one here and one here and one here. And I'm like, okay, and in case of a fire and a power outage, she's like, no, they'll still work their manual. I'm like, okay. And there's a possible, like, does anyone ask this? She's like, no one has ever asked me that question before. I'm like, why are they not asking? This seems really obvious right? to me. And the thing is, I mentioned this on Twitter once. And Twitter was like, and a person, because all knowledge is contained in fandom, as the saying goes. Someone popped up and was like, yeah, 
you know, as it turns out, having one of those that functions through a power outage is not legally required. It is merely a suggested guideline. If you read the manuals, it's terrifying. And I'm like, okay, see, this is why I always ask. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, I've completely forgotten what I was talking about. But it, it uh, started with CPAPs and then oh, went yeah, Serpent and the Rainbow. I, I, and, I approve yeah. of CPAPs. Uh, Kevin approves of mine more than I do. Oh my god, it is so wonderful. Uh, tell the internet why it's wonderful. I can sleep now. She doesn't. She she's no longer re- a restless sleeper. The the snoring I got used to. It's the constant rolling, the constant waking up, the bit where if I'm next to you, I can feel you stop breathing breathing momentarily, and you're like, I don't know if I have the apnea, and I'm like, take the damn test. Um, now, yeah. now my the my, partners of sleep apnea people, I think, need a support group more than the sleep apnea people do. Some days, some days. Uh, no, now my my bigger uh, sleep interruptions are. Furry. Feline and canine, yes. 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 Occasionally feathered. Uh now and again the chickens will, will start in early. Uh, uh Ninja the rooster has learned how to crow. Yeah. He's getting better at it. His yeah. his voice doesn't break in the middle anymore. Have you have you ever heard a rooster's voice crack like a teenage boy's during puberty? Because I have, and it's so tragic. It's tragic and hysterical at the same time. Yeah, you kind of want to record it and then play it to the hens later when he's trying to be all suave. Oh, and he started on the rooster dance. Oh, um, he no, he's totally trying to trying to sex up the ladies. I so. would say that, based on what I saw earlier today, trying is not the active term. Okay, so so ninja is is. Seducing the hens. At least one. The uh, the one, sorry. The one leg bar. Who the goes, one leg bar is really in, into him. He tried to put the moves on strong independent chicken who was like, dude, fuck off and die. Right. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so anyway. that's chicken. Yeah. As the hen, as the egg turns. Sorry, I had the, I had the volume up so I wouldn't miss anything while I was on call today and now it's like... I'm getting pinged on things. Everybody's getting home and looking at Twitter and probably seeing the picture of me and Tater Tot. Anyway, uh, final final bit. After listening to Michelle's interview, I'm almost wondering if it might be a good idea for me to visit a therapist. There are times I feel like I'm just sort of existing rather than really living, mostly due to my memory issues. These days, I live a fairly boring routine life, almost rut-like. In the bad way, you know it can't hurt to talk to a therapist. That was that was my thought. And this is one of those things. If you're thinking it might be a good idea, do it. The worst yeah. that happens is that it turns out not to be right for you. The best that happens is maybe they can be like, "Oh yeah, that's a known issue. Do this, this, and this, and here's a thing." Yeah. And you know, it's mm-hmm. it is very possible it will help a lot. Yes. And if it doesn't, you're no worse off than when you started. Yeah, it's. Completely, uh, it's it's a win-win. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. There's, there's not really too many downsides if you are in a place where you have enough disposable income that you can uh, you can try it out for, you know, a couple sessions. So Yeah. And that's everything for this month. Woo! Woo! Uh, so there's that. I want to thank everyone who wrote in. I will be doing the, the name recitation after this short break. And then we will wrap things up. 
So we'll be right back. It is almost impossible to function because Tiny Orange is now laying in front of me on my desk, cleaning herself, rolling around to lick her, her chest and her paws, and it is so disturbingly cute. And It's part- a hard life. It's a hard life, and that's partly why my brain has stopped functioning now. So, hey, if you enjoy the show, uh, then great. If you hate the show, then thank you for hate listening all the way to the end. We appreciate your commitment to your loathing. Yes. The word of the day, i.e. the badge <laughs> code, is chigger. C-H-I-G-G-E-R. Oh, good. I spelled it right in my notes. Yes. You can find out all about badge codes on ProductivityAlchemy.com. Uh, you you yes. can find out how to activate them, turn them in, collect them, uh, get them tattooed on your body, whatever. I, okay, that would be flattering, but no. Uh, please don't, just because that, that would be strange. Uh, yes. Also, I want to thank uh, Frank, uh, Shana, Azure Jane, Laura, Dana, Damien, and Victor for – oh, and Amber Gale uh, for this week's – this month's letters – Absolutely fantastic, and I will be linking to all kinds of things in the show notes on ProductivityAlchemy.com. Yay. And you have an iBooger, kitty cat. That Why Why is it you can clean everything but your iBoogers? All right, sorry, that's, that's a little too much. So I still have to go record the little warning about insects. And in the meantime, uh, if you want to support us, share, like, uh, tell a friend, uh, support us on Patreon, support us on Coffee, all that good stuff. You can find out more at the support page on productivityalchemy.com. I think that's it. I got to rub a kitty belly now. I mean, I got to I got to edit things and and record a kitty uh, and and record a, a warning and but rubbing a kitty belly seems to be very very important right now. I I understand. So, everyone, have a great week. Get out there and stay productive. You did that pretty good. I have my moments. Okay.